It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One of Auburn's best off-season moves is flying under the radar. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Happy Charlie Tuesday to all who celebrate. We're joined by Auburn message board legend and the host of the Top Button Podcast, the Charlie Five. And look, I you need to find someone in your life that loves you as much as Charlie Five loves Kenyatta Watson, There's who no is going one. to, yeah, because he, he's going to be rec- uh, recruiting research and strategy, director of recruiting research and strategy right. at Auburn, which is great. Yeah, I mean, that sounds incredibly important. But Charlie, if you love this hire, it was made official at the end of, I don't know if it's technically official, but everything seems to be moving forward as if it is at the end of last week. Now, I was just listening to you go on and on and on about <laughs> Kenyatta Watson on your show, the top button podcast. And I mean, you sold me. I was kind of rolling my eyes at it a little bit. It's like, okay, for another off field. I mean, because we did the same thing with Will Redmond like a few weeks ago, who's going to essentially be Auburn's GM. But this seems like, you know, if you want to win Atlanta on the recruiting trail, this is the guy you want in your corner. Yeah. I mean, unless you hire Cam Newton, like, I don't know if there is, uh, I said on my show, I said, I don't think, I think more people know Kenyatta Watson in Atlanta than know Ludacris. Uh, like it's he, he maybe Usher. Like it's he is he's the man in Atlanta area high school football. Like it, he's he's just a legend. He he's been there. He helps he helped place kids in college while he was at Grayson. He got had over 120 uh, football scholarships while he was there within a four or five year period, which is insane. insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. He ran a lot of like middle school camps to help them get exposure. Cause I mean, Atlanta, I don't think there's the exact zoning ish, like zoning stuff that there is a lot of times in Alabama and like kids getting placed and going places is big there as well. Correct me if I'm wrong. I may be under, uh, you know, if you're listening, you live in Atlanta, uh, let me know if I'm wrong on that. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you look at the staff, like what everybody's area is and, 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 is as good of a recruiting staff as it is Atlanta or Georgia in general was one of those areas where I felt like, you know, we got Mississippi locked up. You got South Florida guys, you got Alabama guys, uh, you got Texas guys, you got West coast guys, but Georgia seemed like a weakness and you just went out in an off the field hire and hired somebody that literally everybody in Georgia knows and has heard of that, that has anything to do with high school football. Uh, and I think it's massive. Yeah, this is such a pivot to what we saw the previous regime where it's like, okay, you know, we're going to hope they come to us type thing. This is Hugh Freeze making another hire where it's like, okay, hey, Mississippi's important. Let's go get Derek Nix. Okay, obviously Alabama's important. Let's go get Charles Kelly. Okay, Georgia's important, specifically Atlanta. Let's go get the guy that Atlanta high school football runs through and it has run through <laughs> yeah. you know, for, for a while. I mean, that's, the game that's what you need. Yeah, that's yeah. what you need. That's exactly what you need. One of the things that you said was pretty eye-opening uh, just now, and you said it a lot on your show too, but like a hundred, getting 120 guys when he was at Grayson High School, which is one of the best high schools um, in the state of Georgia, and 
I've talked to Brian Smith about it, our recruiting insider here, and he thinks it's one of the best in, in the Southeast and maybe the country. But to get 120 guys scholarships while he's there, sure, this is obviously going to be big on the recruiting side of this. But let's look even a little bit more instant, if you don't mind. If there's a guy that's from the Atlanta area that's elsewhere that enters the transfer portal, how Dang big it. for that? I mean, how big for Auburn is is that? Because they now, already have the built-in relationship. Exactly. Now, I don't know. 2018 was his last year, I believe, in that position. But you're right. Like, especially from but he the didn't NFL. just like okay, nobody Atlanta knows who he is anymore. Like, that's not yeah, how that happened. Exactly. But just specifically from that Grayson connection. But Atlanta in general, you're absolutely right. Like, think about all the players in the Metro Atlanta area that go off elsewhere that more than likely at some point in time have had some sort of contact with Kenyatta Watson. And now they're, they're looking, they're hitting the portal, looking to do whatever. Um, I just think it's, a, it's I'm, I'm telling you, like you, you can't really utterly describe like how well connected this guy is uh, in, in the Atlanta area, Georgia in general, but especially Atlanta and surrounding. And it's, that's two hours away, like up and down the I-85 corridor, like, he knows literally, literally everybody. There's nobody that hasn't heard of him. So it's a, uh, it's, it's huge, man. And another uh, playing chess, not checkers moment. There was a huge, <laughs> there's a huge Under Armour event in Atlanta this past weekend. Yeah. And uh, Kenyatta, uh, Kenyatta Watson was able to be there because his son. There's an NCAA rule where it's like your kids participating. Uh, you're able to go. So a little uh, chess, not checkers. It's one of the few coaches, or I guess on field or. He's not on field, but one of the few staff members uh, that was able to actually be in attendance there. Shoot, he helped organize those things. Like he helped right. organize those things back when they first first world started. You saw like Willie Anderson, uh, Hall of Fame Auburn offensive lineman. He cut now he develops. He cut. He's a private offensive line coach. You saw him. He's like guy. He tweeted when it was announced. Guys, you got don't understand. This is the best Auburn hire in ten plus years. Like. That's high praise, like from an All-American, like one of the best offensive linemen that's ever played at Auburn. He even recognizes how big of a deal this is. It's it's huge. How big – and we talked about this a little bit with Will Redman. I think the world of Will Redman, I think that hire is huge. But can an off-field hire like this, a recruiting staff type hire like this, can it really equate – when we're talking about like top hires of the offseason or top hires of Auburn that Auburn's made in the last five years – there's no way it's actually on that level, though, right? I mean, I honestly think it it, it could it, it could be looked at on that level, like because wow. of how, again, because of how connected this guy is and how big of a deal he is in a hotbed area of football talent. Um, I mean, you literally have the gatekeeper. You literally have the gatekeeper to essentially Atlanta area recruiting almost. Uh, on on your staff like that's who these guys coming from Atlanta that's going to be the first guy that they they talk to uh when they hit campus and it's like having I mean it's like having a celebrity it really is it's like having a celebrity on staff uh that you know especially from these kids growing up like it I mean it is it's it's that it's, I think it's that impactful and I was trying yeah. to think of a good comparison and uh I want to say like a hire that moved the needle from for 
from like a fan perspective or like, I guess maybe like a Damian crew when Damian Craig was finally hired at Auburn. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that kind of sent shockwaves a, a little bit uh, when you finally got him home. I, I, even if he's in an off the field role, I think this is bigger than, than even that. Wow. From a recruiting perspective. Are you comfortable sharing um, the DM that he sent you? Oh yeah. He said he's on a mission. He said, I'm on a mission and in all caps, he's fired up. I said, I joked around. I remember him vaguely following me on Twitter, like back when Harson was hired and there was some talk that people were trying to push Harson to reach out to this guy to get him on staff because that's when right. all of the portal stuff, all of the off the field recruiting organizations were starting to be developed and he followed me and I was like, Oh man, I think we're about to get Kenyatta Watson. And then he ultimately went to Florida state. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I'm telling you, I, can, I have not been this excited over maybe even more than Hugh Freeze. I'm being honest. I, I may be more excited about Kenyatta Watson than, than maybe even Hugh Freeze. I think he's that. If big there's, if you had to boil it down to one word, like the feeling that Kenyatta Watson gives you, what would that word be? Oh gosh, elation! Is that's the, that's the only word I can that's the only word I can come up with? Elation. <laughs> is that even a word? I think it is. I think so it is now. <laughs> I'm elated. If it wasn't. It is now. It's the act yeah. of being. It's the act of being elated. Elation. <laughs> something I don't know. No, I'm, I'm pumped. All right. No, I I think it's great. I think it's great for sure. And. I mean, I think there's even a, a big picture conversation that we had a little bit when Will Redmond was made official, or I guess when it was reported, it now is official. They put that on social media like a month later. But the just of the the conversation about how important off-field roles are when it comes to recruiting. And I think a lot of that has to do with like recruiting internally as well as setting everything up from the logistics and visit standpoint. It's just We've talked about it over and over and over again. The best thing for Auburn in the short term is Hugh Freeze calling plays. And yeah. in order to do that, you need to take some of the recruiting weight off of his shoulders. And this is one of the many moves that they've made this offseason to allow that to happen. Absolutely nailed that. Absolutely nailed that. Yes. Think about think about the from a player retention standpoint, you know, mm-hmm. having a guy like that too, that that kids love. Kids love to be around and, and he's gonna be around them all time, all you know almost 24 seven. Like he's just, I mean, I don't, he's just, it's just a huge deal. It's a really big deal. Yeah. Is Auburn in a better situation now than a year ago when you look at everything, excluding the roster, but as far as coaching staff, as far as off field support and all that, we discuss in just a moment right here on locked on Auburn, Charlie five. Can Can you you imagine? imagine? Can you imagine placing a bet anywhere other than FanDuel Sportsbook? I, actually, I won't imagine. I won't do it. It's not a world we want to live in. It's I not a world we want to live imagine in. It. Yeah, I, it's just that would be wrong. Be moral. It, maybe borderline. I think so. I think so. So a uh, FanDuel Sportsbook, it's where we love to wager on all the action. And right now you can get buckets. With your first bet on FanDuel, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 free. I don't know how FanDuel's doing it. Seems like a bad business model, but I just read what they tell us to read. Typically, giving away stuff free is, is not ideal as far as making a profit. 
Yeah, $5 versus 150 Hey, there's no reason for you not to try it. Uh, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to shoot your shot. FanDuel's the official sports betting partner of the NBA and the Locked On Podcast Network. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Charlie Five, our guest on this Charlie Tuesday. When you look at what Auburn lost, I mean, there's been a lot of flipping and flopping when you look at hires, both on-field and off-field. And the only spot where I'm like kind of circled it and I said, eh, this could hurt us, but I do think long-term it will help us is the loss of Trevon Reed. Outside of that, I really feel like the guys that we either lost or were asked to leave or mutually parted ways, the guys that came in are better, or at least you can see the path of like how they would fit at Auburn better. And there's some positions where I'm like, okay, in a vacuum, like in a vacuum, there are some coaches that I would prefer that we lost over the guys coming in, but the relationship and being on the same page and coaching with Hugh Freeze in the past makes me change that. Like the fit at Auburn, I think it's better now than it was a year ago. Other than Javon Reed, I, I, I feel pretty good about the saying that there was an improvement at every spot. Is that crazy to say? I don't think it's crazy to say at all. And, and I kind of talked about this. Um, uh, I kind of talked about this on my show on Thursday. When you look at when a new coach is hired after a firing, like you're, you're bringing them in shortly before uh, signing day in December, the first signing day, the calendar is insane. You're got, you got to hire coaches. You got to scout the portal. You got to flip the roster, basically. I think Hugh had to make a lot of decisions really fast in a, in a very short amount of time. And you really don't see where you're weak until you've been here and you've been able to see, you know, where the deficiencies are uh, and, and you've had actually a whole year to sort of analyze the whole staff and everything. And from a re recruiting department perspective, I think we're, we have a, a real legitimate uh, player personnel GM. Uh, we have, you, you add Kenyatta Watson in the made-up title that we gave him just to get him here because he's awesome. You think and director then, of recruiting, research, and strategy is made up? Course. You don't buy that? No, I, mean, I love it. I love research. I love recruiting and strategy. I love all those I'm about things. to say, what about strategy? You love yeah. strategy. We need a director of that. So now we got one. So I yep. love that. And then and then uh, you lose Trevon, but you just add – I don't know if you're ready to talk about this, but the guy you add to sort of take over – his role is Maurice Harris, who was who was Hughes' go-to guy when when Ole Miss recruited at the height that they have ever recruited high school. You know who their recruiting director was? Maurice Harris. That was their director of recruiting. Now he also coached tight ends or wide receivers, something like that. But he was that recruiting director, recruiting coordinator role on staff, and now he is essentially taking over as Trevon Reed. He's going to be over uh, high school, uh, the director of high school relations and recruiting relations, which is so what. Go ahead. Let me let me ask you this, Charlie Five, to the Auburn fan that looks at all these offseason moves 
that Auburn and specifically Hugh Freeze has made. And they say, okay, all he's really doing is he's recreating what Ole Miss had in, you know, the the mid-2010s, the 2010s, if you will. Is that okay? Like, is the argument that, well, look what he did at Ole Miss. You know, he's going to have way more resources at Auburn. Is, is that the is that the largest argument in favor of what he's done so far? Or do you think there's more to it? Is he, though? I mean, how many – there's what? How many guys from that staff now? Two? So, yeah, I mean, your coordinators are from Ole Miss. I know he did – I know Durkin and Freeze Durkin. weren't there at the same time. But, yeah. I mean, you know, you're, you're going out and getting a bunch of guys that were at Ole Miss. Derek Nix, and now he's tried. He's tried to get a lot of guys from that Good staff. Point. Like when you try to yeah. get, you know, you maybe you'd love to have Matt Luke in some role, uh, and, and then you know you try to get Chris Kiffin. But in reality, you have sure. Derek. You have Derek Nix and Maurice Harris. I think that's it uh, as far as yeah. Well, I, I guess McGriff, it felt like Weston McGriff. Weston McGriff is another so right. And then Durkin being at Ole Miss, but he wasn't there at the same time. But it kind of feels like it, but yeah, that that's that's a good point. Yes, but I mean, you got to have it's 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 not really out of the realm of um, I guess it's not really out of the ordinary to have guys that you're comfortable with around around you when you're when you're building something. And there's a good mix though. There's like those guys, and then there's some really young go getter guys on the staff as well, like a you know like a Josh um, Josh Aldridge, and then uh, Vontrell King Williams, and then. Uh, you have Marcus Davis, Jake Thornton, all those younger guys that that kind of mix in with you know some of the older guys as well. Yeah, like Josh Aldridge is the guy that was at Liberty, you know, with them. Yeah, which you know, if if you're kind of nitpicking and like you know critiquing the hire, it's like, well, you'd rather have somebody that was a little miss in Liberty. But I, I'm with you. I, I think it's more important. That's why I kind of used the phrasing I did earlier in the show where. I think in a vacuum, I think I would rather have some of the coaches that left than some of the guys coming in. But with the fit and how you know all the pieces in the puzzle come together, I think this picture looks better. Yeah, that's a great. So point. That, that's a great point. The context matters. Like on, on the surface, you're saying you're swapping out Philip Montgomery with with Derek Nix as offensive coordinator. And you're like, man, that does, that seems kind of like an, possibly a, a downgrade. But then you look at what it allows. Uh, when you have Q, Derek Nix, and uh, the quarterback coach, his, his name's leading me. What's his name? If you hadn't asked me, I'd have it. Yeah, you got that. Oh my that goodness! Trifecta of, that trifecta versus Hugh, Philip Montgomery, and Cadillac. I just think that scenario is better for Auburn. Kent Austin. Kent Come Austin. On. That that tri- that triangle of dudes is 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 better for Auburn uh, moving forward than, yes. than the other. If that makes sense. Yeah, and then I, I guess. Matters. I guess I take that back. The biggest loss is Jeremy Garrett losing Jeremy Garrett. But sure, once again, like the fit of Vontrell King Williams, like you're taking a chance on a guy, but everybody internally loves him. And so once again, like would that, would that hire make sense if Tennessee hired him away from Auburn? Like probably not, but internally it makes sense that Auburn hired him because of yeah. the context and, and, and the fit and all of that. So, I, I think I think the coaching staff is better now than a year ago. I think the recruiting staff is better now than a year ago because everybody seems to be on the same page. And look, I loved Ron Roberts. I loved what he did as a defensive coordinator. I was high on him as far as you know what he was bringing in. 
but the fit wasn't there. Like, I don't think he's a bad coach. No. And, and I think he's probably better than the job that he has right now at Florida's linebacker coach. Like, he probably deserves to be a DC of an SEC program somewhere. But the fit didn't work, and he took the job that was available to him. Um, and then, obviously, DJ Durkin. I think the sky's the limit with him. We'll see. I'm a little skeptical when it comes to defensive line depth and all that, how that's going to look immediately. But I think they'll hopefully be able to scheme out of that some ways. But all in all, yeah, I think when you look at the context and look at the fit at Auburn, um, I think everything makes sense. Uh, I mean, I honestly, I love the on-field staff, like top to bottom. Like I, I really have to really work to poke a hole somewhere uh, in my, like to, to that, that I would even call a weakness. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of unknown around Vontrell King Will, uh, Williams, but I mean, if you look at the, the player reactions, you look at the recruit reactions when he was promoted, like now I'm more worried about who's going to be his assistant. Like, I don't know that we've made that that hire yet. Like, to me, that that I'm worried more about that than I am him in general because uh, it's it seems like he's he's well-liked, so that's going to help on the recruiting. And, and, and we were actually – we hired him. We brought him in to be a one-on-one -on -one coach, and then, unfortunately, that off-the-field uh, coaching staff rule didn't go through, so he had to work in a, an assistant capacity versus – being able to actually coach one-on-one -on -one and develop the player. So we brought him in to do that. He just wasn't allowed to based off the rules, and now he's mm -hmm. going to get to. Yeah, that, that, that's a good point, too. Once again, the perspective and context and all of this matters. So, all right, as far as a realistic jump in 2024, it, it starts this spring. What are some things we could see? We discuss in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show, Charlie Five, <laughs> let me just ask you a question. Can you imagine needing to hire top talent and going elsewhere outside of LinkedIn jobs? Again, I'm not going to. I will if, not. Just, Charlie Five, if you could, I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but if you could describe the candidate that is found on other job boards, how would you describe them? Subpar. I get, it's got to be. It's got to be. Totally. Totally. Now describe, use a few words to describe the potential uh, candidate you could find on LinkedIn jobs. Five star Kenyatta Watson level. Yep. Did Kenyatta Watson get his job via LinkedIn? Probably. Maybe. Probably. Oh. It would make sense. That's the kind of quality hire you can have for your small business. Because LinkedIn's not just another job board. It's a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That is linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. I think it's Kubota orange day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Auburn is going to be a team that you see some national media do a little sprinkle, sprinkle, saying, okay, there could be a big jump here. Because I think there's parts of the national media that like Q-Freeze, and they can see the writing on the wall from a recruiting standpoint. It's like, this could work. Like Auburn could take that step forward. I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but like 
if they figure out the quarterback battle, I think everything else falls into place, which goes back to why these coaching hires were so important. The best coaching hire were all the coaching hires that allows Hugh Freeze to call plays. Like Hugh Freeze, the play caller, is the best hire that Hugh Freeze could have made this offseason. And it seems like the hires that he's made are going to allow him to do that. So to me, I think it makes it more likely that a Peyton Thorne takes a step forward. I don't think he can ever, I don't, I don't think his upside is world beater or anything like that. Um, I also could see Hank Brown beating him out or at least making it competitive. Um, same with Walker White. I just I could I could see both of those younger guys having a good spring too and making the conversation somewhat interesting over the next few months. But regardless of who it is, I feel better about the decision and Auburn making a potential jump at the quarterback position, regardless of who it is, because of the play call. Absolutely. I think the the offense last year was was broken in multiple levels. I think you had you had uh, issues at wide receiver talent. Uh, yeah. You had issues from a play calling perspective. Uh, the, the offense just didn't seem to really ever make sense uh, at times. And then you had some quarterback issues as well. But how many of those can you correct in one offseason? I feel like we've corrected the play calling scenario and we've upgraded at the wide receiver talent. And then you got, you know, another year uh, of Rivaldo Fairweather to, to help as well. So, if, do you have to fix all three, or do you, if you fix two, does it help the third? If you fix those two, is it going to help the quarterbacks in general? Um, I, I think Hugh is one of the better play callers in, in college football. Uh, he's always been one of the better offensive uh, play callers in college football. And you, you've gone through, and you've gone, and you've upgraded a, the talent a little bit, albeit young, at wide receiver, uh, and you got him as being the identity of the offense now, Hugh being the identity of the offense, maybe just those two things help the whole quarterback room in general. And I don't know if you necessarily need a world beater. Uh, you just need somebody to, to be able to throw the ball down the field and make, make quick decisions and then don't throw it to the other team. <laughs> it's pretty – It's it, the, the play calling sort of takes care of that. Especially if it's run heavy, which I think it's going to have to be. I, I love I love the upside of the receiver room. It's just so young. It's so young. And I mean, Jarquez clearly believes in what they're doing because he could have gone pro. I think the, I think he would have been a draft pick. And I think he would have been invited to the combine. So uh, I, I'm I'm anticipating a very fun, a very dynamic rushing attack with you know sprinkling in some play action and some threats to stretch the field. Boy, that'll be nice. We haven't seen that in the hot minute. And then mm. next year, whoever is the quarterback after Peyton Thorne, whether it, if it's Walker White or Hank Brown, I think that'll finally kind of give you the arm talent to say, okay, Hugh Freeze, here's your offense. Because internally, I think 2025 is the year. I think 2025 is the target of saying, okay, we can be a top 12 team in college football and be a college football playoff team in 2025. And you can kind of see the writing on the wall of, okay, Auburn set the peak in 2025 and 2026. I, love, I mean, and I think that's the goal. That's that, that was, that's always been the target is that 2025 season. I think Hugh would obviously would love it, love it to be this season uh, sure. and, and him taking over the play calling may, you know, make it, make that feeling a little bit more expedited, but, but yeah, like you, you've got, you can sort of see 
the roadmap, I guess, uh, if, if that makes sense. You can kind of see the the writing, the writing on the wall, the light at the end of the tunnel, whatever you want to say. You can kind of see how we're going to get there in 2025. Right. Uh, and, and and this recruiting is is recruiting this year is another, you know, these two classes, 24 and 25. He's I'm sorry. Yeah. 24 and 25. He said will will be the determining factor of, of my career at Auburn. And he's do he, he's putting the people in place like like he meant that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Who do you love more, Kenyatta Watson or Rivaldo Fairweather? Boy, you have just put me in a pickle. Um, uh, I can't. I, I can't pick. I, yeah, I really. That's, I can't. That's, that was unfair of me. I shouldn't have asked. You I that. thought about it. I really thought really hard there for a second, but I don't think I can pick one. Yeah. No, I, I'm not going to make you. I'm not going to push you on that. Uh, Charlie Five. How can people check out everything you've got going on? Absolutely. Find me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore Five. Tuesdays and Thursdays on the Top Button Podcast. And then I'm here every Tuesday. Locked on yeah. Discord, too. Yeah, you can find the Top Button podcast on the Auburn Daily YouTube page or just type in Top Button on your favorite podcasting app. It's the first thing that comes up. You can find all my written work at auburndaily.com, and we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.